This is the Artisan CEO Podcast, Season 4, Episode 6. On this episode, we'll be talking about email signatures, because somehow in the year 2023, I still get emails from people who don't have one. We're going to be covering why you need one, and more importantly, exactly what needs to be included. I've got a link for my favorite Chrome plugin to keep your signature feeling polished, so let's dig in. Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. I've been preaching about this since 2016. I spoke at a couple conferences on the subject of email and inbox management, very cleverly titled Email Like a Boss. And email signatures was one of the like, go home and do this tomorrow kind of takeaways. And when we launched this podcast last year, I was reminded several times over about how important it is to have that little tag at the bottom of every single email. Because when we launched the podcast, we suddenly found ourselves with a ton of emails from people that I had personally never interacted with, maybe never even seen their name before, who were all of a sudden pitching themselves for interviews on the podcast, which just a heads up, we don't really take applications or requests to be on the show because I like to handpick my guests based on the topics that we have coming up in any given season. But, you know, they didn't know that. So it was a brand new show. The emails were understandable. See, what did confuse me, though, was when I get emails from people that I'd never interacted with, I'd never seen their name before, and the email itself lacked any kind of information about where I could learn more about them. It was like, hey, I'd love to come be on your show. Let me know if you're interested. And then like nothing else, no context. Inviting somebody to share with your audience is a really cool opportunity. I have been on like dozens of other podcasts and it is such an honor when someone allows you to come in and share with their audience and hopefully make their audience's lives a little bit better as a result. But it's also not something that you take lightly. As a host, you want to make sure that whoever it is that you're having on the show is somebody that can be trusted to bring valuable information because you're putting your name behind them and you want to make sure that whoever's coming on the show is qualified to speak on whatever subject it is that they are pitching you or that you want them to speak about. So when we received those cold pitch emails asking to be on the show, and then I had no way to click on a link to their website or maybe a speaking page or heck, even their Instagram to see what they're about, like, are they even a photographer? Then my assistant learned to send back a templated email saying like, hey, thank you so much for your interest and explaining that we weren't taking applications at the moment. And then we shelved the emails. They just got archived. Because we didn't have enough information to make any other kind of decision, and because we also weren't really looking for guests at that point, it meant that we weren't inclined to email and then ask people who were cold pitching us to provide more details about their qualifications. But if someone had emailed me with a topic that gripped my attention and they had pointed me to a website that demonstrated their credibility and provided some kind of social proof, I would have been a heck of a lot more likely to entertain the idea of having them on our show. We actually received a a pitch like that from someone and we're hoping to get them on the show in the future. So the ones who did email and didn't give us any way to learn more, those were potential opportunities that were lost because I had no idea who these people were or what their qualifications may have been. Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brand session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, 
then you're definitely gonna wanna join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll-Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, purposeful matters more than pretty, but who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist, but you have to have both pieces of that equation and learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist that changes everything. So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. It's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's gonna leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. Email signatures are an essential inbox accessory for every business owner. Think of it like letterhead or branded stationery for your inbox, and they are especially important if you are reaching out to someone that you have never met or never interacted with before. So an email signature isn't just a way to make your emails look nicer. This is your chance to slide into somebody's inbox with style and with grace, to distinguish your email from the hundreds of others that people receive, and then to prove why they should give your request consideration. So an email signature, first and foremost, tells people who you are, which then gives context for whatever it is you might be asking or getting in contact with them about. And it also helps the recipient to see why they should listen to you. So if, for example, I got an email from someone informing me that my website was, I don't know, not in compliance with consumer protection laws, and they signed the email like, sincerely, Joe Schmo, I would probably mark that as spam and move on. But if that email was signed with like, sincerely, Joe Schmo, principal attorney of Schmo, Schmo and Schmo Law, PLLC, then I would be much more likely to, to take that claim seriously. Framed more positively, if I got an email from someone asking if I would be interested in participating in a bundle, but there's no other information about that person who emailed, I would probably archive it. But if their signature had a link to their website that shows me all of the other successful bundles that they have and maybe some metrics from past launches, um, maybe faces of other photographers who've participated in past bundles and even bonus points if those are people whose faces I recognize, that is way more likely to get a response from me. Your signature is also an opportunity to boost credibility with subtle cues, such as naming where you've been featured, any significant publications of note, upcoming speaking dates, that kind of thing. We'll dig more into that in a minute. Especially when you're cold emailing someone, and by that I mean you're reaching out without an existing line of communication in place. They are not expecting to hear from you. So when you're cold emailing someone, it's important that your email comes across as professionally and put together as possible. Having a signature provides relevant information to give your email and your request context, but it also presents your message with more polish and more poise than just a plain text email. Because unless you're sending an email from an email service like Flowdesk, 
your control over the design of that email is relatively minor. Like you can adjust the font, you can adjust the size, you can use bold and italic, but like you don't really get to design the email inside of Gmail. So your signature is a place to communicate overall brand style and vibe. And when you're emailing someone that you do have a pre-existing relationship, then that email signature becomes a place to reinforce that brand vibe. So I know that anytime I email my website designer, Jeff of Tonic Site Shopper Noun, that the communication I receive back will be branded. It's going to have their iconic black and white Tonic Site Shop logo. If I hear from Sierra, one of their other employees, she's going to have the same thing in her bio. So every interaction becomes a brand touchpoint. It becomes an opportunity to reinforce the perception that a brand owner wants their audience to have. So this needs to be as automated as possible. And fortunately, it is really easy to make that happen. You'll need a couple of minutes, like five to 10 minutes for the initial setup. But then if you're doing it correctly, it's going to plug into every one of your emails without you needing to think about it. We've got three options here. Option one, I use Wise Stamp, W-I-S-E Stamp. We're going to link to that in the show notes. And Wise Stamp is an email signature management software that operates with a plugin for your browser. So I use Chrome and it works seamlessly with that. So when I pull up an email window, a new email in Gmail, uh, whether I'm creating something from scratch or I'm responding on a chain, then the plugin pops my signature into the bottom of the email field. So we pay a small monthly fee. I don't remember. It's like $10, $11 maybe. Um, and that fee is for the convenience of having greater control over the design than a simple text-based signature. I've mentioned before on the podcast that I do not keep email on my phone, but if I ever did need to log into the mail app, it is also possible to use that on mobile as well. And I like that Y stamp signatures allow for clickable links within the design. So I can link to my website and my social media handles within that signature. I could also link to my blog if I wanted to, really anywhere I want to send people. You don't have to use a software with a monthly payment though. Canva has plenty of templates for email signatures if you wanted to go that route. You could easily design one in Canva and then export the finished product as a PNG and then save that in your email signature settings within your email provider, whether that's Gmail, Apple Mail, Outlook, or something else. Maybe you're one of those people that still uses Yahoo. If so, please switch to Gmail please. (laughs) So the only drawback with the Canva method is that there's no way to create clickable individual links the last time I checked. If you want your social media handles to be hyperlinked, for example, then you're going to need to create individual like a Pinterest icon and export that as a PNG and an Instagram icon and export that as a PNG and then plug those in. So what your email signature ends up being is a collection of several PNGs, each, each which are individually linked. It's a little bit more clunky on the front end, but it is a free workaround uh, depending on which templates you're using in Canva. If you want to keep things super low fuss and straightforward, you can always simply type out your details in the email signature settings within your email provider. So hyperlink whatever needs to be linked. Maybe consider altering the typefaces to ones that align with your brand assets and then boom, you are ready to go. This does not have to be complicated. Actually, I was looking through my inbox to look for examples of business owners that I respect. And Lauren Prattis, she's one of the best wedding planners in the DC area. I would actually argue in the US. And she uh, she and her team use text-based signatures, which are then tailored to her brand fonts and her colors. And it does the job just fine. So let's talk about what needs to go into your email signature. First and foremost, your name and your title. If your business is named something other than your actual name, This is especially important. It's also important on your social media handles, by the way. If your business name is, I don't know, 
Artistic Insights LLC. I just made that up. Um, so if that's your actual business name, I apologize. But also you're welcome for the free publicity, I guess. So if your business name is Artistic Insights LLC and your Instagram handle is at Artistic Insights Photography, then you have to have your name within your bio somewhere. Also on your website. I love responding to to DMs with voice memos and I really love using people's names. And so if someone DMs me and I want to respond back, but I have no idea what their name is, I've clicked through all the way to people's websites to their about page and their name is nowhere to be found. And I'm just trying to send like a casual response to a DM that I've received. How much more confusing is that going to be for your clients? So if your business name is not your first name, please make sure that that is somewhere on your website, your social media handles, and yes, within your email signature. So getting back to the signature, make sure your name is in there right at the top, as well as your title if it's not immediately evident what you do. So again, with the example of Artistic Insights LLC, not super evident that you're a photographer. So have that in the signature. So my um, my email signature says Abby Grace, owner and lead photographer. Matt's email signature says business manager of Abby Grace Photography. Next, you're going to need to have a link to your website. It does not matter if your website is part of your email address, like hi at abbygracephotography.com. People are lazy. They are so lazy, and I'm including myself in that. You've got to make things accessible in as few clicks as possible. And this is one of the advantages of using Ystamp. Again, I can hyperlink the line with my website, and then if I wanted to include a separate link for my blog, I could do both of those. If you're using Canva to design a graphic, you're going to need to link the entire graphic to one location because it's going to export as a PNG. Or again, you can include separate PNGs underneath to link to separate URLs. Your email signature should also include office hours. If you do not already keep office hours, please go back and listen to season two, episode one. It is all about why you need office hours to help you lean into that role as a CEO of your creative business. I don't care how artistic you are or how you love to work off of inspiration, office hours are so important. So putting those office hours into your email signature is a fantastic way to subtly assert boundaries with your clients. I don't generally work after two or three p.m. And so my office hours are in my signature and that helps to inform my clients when they should or should not expect to hear back from me. So if they email me at, you know, 9 p.m. on a Friday night, my autoresponder has my office hours in it and informs my clients I don't work on the weekends. So you can expect to hear back from me on Monday morning. At the bottom of your email signature, the last thing that people read is where you're going to include features. So you're going to put links or accolades for any kind of status or credibility boosters. For example, if you were named 30 under 30 by F-stoppers, please put that in your signature. People need to know that. If your work has been seen in publications like Forbes and MSNBC, please put that in there as well. It's just a subtle way to communicate, yes, I am legit and you should take me seriously and give my request consideration. Underneath that features section, I like to include a couple of social links. I only link to the social media accounts that I want people to look at. So do I have a Pinterest account? Yes. Do I update it? Absolutely not. So I don't link to Pinterest anywhere because it's not an updated source of information and there's no reason for people to go visit there. But do I want them to take a look at my Instagram? Yes. So I link to that in my email signature. 
then a couple of optional things that you can include in your bio. You don't have to, but I do have both of these in mind. Number one is a photo of you. If you're going to be interacting with people in any kind of face-to-face capacity, whether that's in person or over Zoom, I do recommend having a photo of you just because it creates familiarity there. Um, if you have a bunch of team members working on your project and they're, they are also working with your clients in a face-to-face capacity, it's helpful for them to be able to put a face to a name. So I suggest a photo in the email signature. If everything that you do is just back and forth via email, there's no need for it. Um, but I don't think there's any harm in having a photo there. And then second optional item to include is your email address, which might seem like a, duh, Abby, I'm emailing them. They already have my email address. But if your email has been forwarded and it's not immediately evident in the to field, this can be helpful to have. But you can take it or leave it. Uh, The number of times that that has happened for us, like it being forwarded and someone not being able to tell what my email address is and the like forwarding blocks is like relatively minimal. So it's not essential, but could be helpful if you find yourself in that situation. So TLDR of this episode, please do not do email without a signature. It undermines your role as a business owner and has the potential to cause you to miss out on amazing opportunities because your communication lacked polish and professionalism. So I would love to see your email signature. Go put yours together, whether that's in Ystamp, Canva, or a text-based signature, and then send me a screenshot on Instagram. You can find me at Abby Grace Photo. I'm so excited to see what you come up with. Coming up in the next episode, we'll be talking about the number one thing that wedding photographers need to know when walking into a brand session. I'll be sharing the biggest mistake new photographers make and how to avoid it with one simple shift in your thinking to help you wow your clients and stake your claim on the market. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace, and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?